welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 11 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Flaxen Wallace, and I got my buddy Lucas here with me. Lucas, how you doing, bud? Friend, Wait. pal? Wait, did you say yeah. your host, Jackson Flaxen Wallace? You know, I figured I would make you happy today because we're in celebration mode. Our team's won this week. This is no longer a depression pod. We're out here having a good time. So I figured out, you know, sprinkle a little in for you. All right, you got to do that from now on. For anyone that doesn't know. Do I really have everyone. to? Yes. Well, for anyone that doesn't know, and that's everyone, like I said. Yeah. I don't know Jackson's actual middle name, but for like three years, I've been saying it's Flaxen, and that's what his name is in my phone is Jackson Flaxen Wallace. Wait, am I actually cool. that in your phone? Yeah. You've been that since since I put you into my phone. That is awesome. And then it, my, my picture for it is Jackson's face next to a gerbil. So... <laughs> Awesome way to start this off. Thanks, man. You're uh, such a good friend. Even better way to start this off. Yeah, yeah. I believe we got a comment today. We did. Or not today, but we have one to read today, but it was from, from the la- from the last one. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so thank you. Shout out to Casey, Casey Crawford. Homie coming in hot with the like and the comment. Actually not actually not one comment. Two dose comments. Okay. And we're going to read them both out here for you guys, okay? He says, he says, yep, I love it. Great job, boys. Yes, go Dragons. Yes, I know it's high school. It's all right. I love football anyway. Oh, Jackson, I'm sorry. Jerry Jones, a.k.a. Coach Jones, will never have a hard blank coach like we should. Not going to happen. If Garrett loses like six straight games, then he's out. But if he comes back and wins, then we'll have more Garrett. Unless Jerry has another puppet for a head coach. Then he says, Lucas, sorry about the Titans, but it is the Titans. LOL. Great job, guys. Looking forward to next week. (laughs) Uh, And then he follows up with a question. Okay, Lucas. So I'm going to, you have, Lucas hasn't heard this yet. So I'm going to ask him this question. Okay. He says, he says, I got a question for y'all. After the NFL is over, are you going to follow the XFL? Oh, baby football reborn again. Every player going to, every player going to have some kind of salary, so that means no clowns or prissy players like the NFL. XFL is going to be great. You watch and see, boys. So what is y'all's input on the XFL and why, Lucas? I don't, gonna, I mean, I don't, I don't know you. anything about it other than uh, it's the XFL. That's all. Yeah, I, I think there's eight teams. It, I mean, I, I'm I'm feel like I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for more to. More to happen. They had their uh, their draft, and I know the Dallas team. I think it's called the Dallas Renegades. They had their draft, and their coach is Bob Stoops. Used to be an Oklahoma head coach for a long time, and they drafted with their first pick, uh, Landry Jones, former Sooner quarterback. So that made Casey very very happy. He's a big Sooner fan. No, he's actually really not, but I like to mess with him about it anyway. Um. Side note: I don't know if any of y'all heard that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Jack, you didn't hear that. Um, no. For some reason, the lid on my filter back here on my tank was just vibrating extremely loud. Yo, how's um, how's uh how's, how's Marlon? 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 Yeah, Marlon's good. He's he's swimmingly, you know. Swimmingly, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, um, anyways, uh, I'm assuming you know we might get into the XFL when the season is over because we got to keep this going. Yeah, for uh, sure. And there's going to be a dry spell. You know, you, you know, you don't know what we're going to get to talking in about, especially uh, after the playoffs, after the Super Bowl, and everything, because it's going to be dry. 
so dry. It is. And they're amping up for the draft, and might cover some combine stuff. And me and Lucas have had a couple different talks about what we would do postseason, and we'll continue to to do that. So, but yeah, I'm a uh, yeah. We'll we'll, de- we'll we might venture into some XFL stuff post NFL season and, and see what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lucas, what's awesome. our first topic of the day? Um, just my glasses here. Indeed. All right. <laughs> What's up? I know this is super premature. Super premature to talk about this now. Yeah. But Adam Schefter, Monday Night Football, comes out and he starts the discussion. All right. I'd already heard some of this earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in the preseason. But the, you know, football season started. So it kind of took it took priority. For sure. But it seems it's resurfaced. So Tom Brady Jackson yes. has put his house for sale. Ooh. His trainer has put his house for sale. Ooh. And Brady has set up his contract so that he can void it at the end of the year. Ooh. All right? So, and so, like, everyone's coming off, and, and it's like, is Brady leaving? Is mm-hmm. the New England era, is the Brady Belichick era over, you know? Oh, and man. so, like... The way, the way I see it, he's got a couple of options. All right, mm-hmm. he can either he's either doing this so that he just voided his contract and he wants to load up for like a, a one or two year right big get, contract. get the super max right right he wants that big money before he leaves mm-hmm. and he put his house up for sale and stuff because. He did say earlier in the year that he had a big house. It's an expensive house. Yeah. And that you can't just sell it overnight. And so he put it up in anticipation for the fact that it would take a while. And then he's going to move to his, you know, retirement home, wherever wherever he ends up going to want to spend the rest of his life. And the trainer doesn't have to be there with him because Mm -hmm. he's not training Tom Brady anymore. And he can go retire wherever he wants to go also. Go do his thing next client. Yeah. Right. Or he is just flat out going to retire he just he's just decided he's going to retire and move away move wherever he wants to yeah sure sure there's option number three Mm -hmm. that tom brady is going to be playing for another nfl franchise next year what and so you know i need i need to know i need to know what you think i need i need to know what's happening look man but i know i know you ain't got all the answers for it i don't have all the answers but i'll pretend like i do um (laughs) <laughs> as usual and as per usual. It seems like, first of all, we, I think we can all agree to the fact that it would be completely strange to see Tom Brady in a uniform other than the New England Patriots, right? And it seems completely strange to me why Tom would leave a system that has given back so much to him that has been proven to work, right, six times and deliver a championship – um. So I think we could we could all agree to that it would be it would be strange and out of the ordinary, but not unheard of, right? Joe Montana left San Francisco to go become a Chief, right? Peyton Manning left Indianapolis to go become a Bronco. These won things won a Super Bowl. These things happen, and I, I saw a, uh, a point on Monday Night Football. Someone made the point that. As players like Tom Brady are playing longer and longer, 
you know, sometimes 15 to 20 years, kind of depending on those, those longer age, the likelihood of them staying with a single organization for that long, the odds of that decrease as time goes on, right? Because circumstances change, coaches retire, players move away, some people get traded, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe the kids want to move somewhere else. Maybe the wife wants to move somewhere else. Things happen in life, right? Um, it seems to me that this could be a very successful negotiation tactic and a prelude to what Brady will want at the end of the year. I really like what you said about Tom wanting the Supermax because his entire career he's done what? Taking a pay cut so the Patriots can make it work, right? Maybe he just wants to cash out. Maybe he's like, look, I got six rings. It might be seven at the end of this year. Okay? Pay me mine. I've def I've deflected and deferred the money and the due diligence that I was supposed to get for years on end. Now I now I want it. I want to recoup it. This is my last two year deal. This is the last deal I'm ever going to sign as a player. I want to end it here with Robert Kraft, right? Preferably not in a massage parlor, and f finish out my career. Or he's just like, I'm sorry, but or he's like. I'm the GOAT, but I don't want anybody to say I'm the GOAT because of Bill Belichick. I want to go win one without him. Right. I feel that. So. So. Yeah. So here's here's what I think is happening. Here's my, my theory. Okay. <clears throat> so, if you remember from the Monday Night Football, mm -hmm. um, the segment you're talking about. Yeah. They also talked about the guy that said all that about him, uh, about, you know, the longer players can play, da-da-da. They brought up the rules. And so the rules are way safer for a quarterback. If there's a place that you're going to be able to play for forever, it is the QB position. For sure. And, you know, what if what if Brady's reevaluating this and he's like, I want to play longer. Yeah. Than I've been saying, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, what if, what if he wants to play for another four years after this year? Okay. Okay. Well, he... They reconstructed his contract and stuff. Like, he did some contract negotiations over the summer mm -hmm. with the Patriots. And so what if, through that, he realized that even though he has given all of this to the franchise, because you said something about the franchise given to him, and I look at it as Tom Brady has done them a courtesy more than they have done him. Oh, for sure. Because he's taken pay cut after pay cut. And, and he's won, and he's won, and he's and won. With, with all these different receivers, and, you know, right. it's, been, so, it's been him and Bill. Right. And so what if he's like, like, you know, Belichick does not want to sign him to a high amount of money for an extended amount of time. Right. So if he came in there and he was like, you know, I want $90 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed for four years. Yeah. You know, something like that then I don't think Belichick would do it. And so what if, because of how old he is and stuff. Yeah. So what if he was just like, all right, well, let's renegotiate this stuff. I'll play with y'all for another year. We can keep talking about this, but if I don't get what I want, he can void his contract. And go somewhere else. And he can go somewhere else, where I think 
the way the rules are and stuff, I think Brady can play for another four years. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, so, and there's a dozen teams that would obviously jump at the opportunity to have the GOAT on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually do have some teams. Okay. I got some potential landing spots, and I'll go in order of where I think most likely, right? Okay. So, number one, I'm looking at the Chicago Bears. Dominant defense. They have the weapons. I think they could add Tom Brady next year, do some stuff in the draft, win a Super Bowl. Went 12-4 and four last year with Trubisky, and this year you're still doing decent, although he is uh, not good. No. Yeah, uh, I think it's a uh, it's a big miss on Trubisky. And I th- uh, Chicago seems like the perfect place. You have a loaded defense. You have Khalil Mack, right? You have weapons on offense. You have a system that could work. Brady can bring in his knowledge and expertise. And really all Chicago needs is a quarterback for the next two to three years so they can draft somebody and bring them up. And who, wa- who wouldn't want to sit behind Tom Brady and learn from the greatest to ever do it, right? Because guess what? Jimmy G did, okay? And he's 6-0, and right? And um, Brissett did. He's four and two. Like that quarterback locker room, that quarterback group, has done extremely well, right? So I I, I think that would be great. I think that would yeah. be a great system for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so next up, I've got the Carolina Panthers. So this is assuming that they don't want to go with Cam anymore. You know, they don't want to go with Cam anymore, and this other guy has gotten them through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you, you want more. If you right? have the opportunity at the GOAT. Yeah, you, I mean, you got the chance of getting Brady. You're going to take it. I think I think even if Cam comes back healthy and says, I want to play for Carolina, but Carolina has a chance to pick up Tom Brady, I still think they go with Brady and let Kyle Allen sit behind Brady and move on and from draft Cam. Someone. Yeah. I think they'd draft someone, too. Yeah, they could do that. They very well could do that. But you get Brady McCaffrey, Ron Rivera has and Ron Rivera has developed a, a, a those that defense is not is no scrub. Mm-hmm. Okay, that defense is the real deal. All right, and so and you give him the weapons that Carolina has, that could be dangerous. I think Greg Olson's still good, and we we know how Brady loves his tight ends. All right, he loves he loves a good tight end. That's for sure. Um. Also, by the way, good analyst as well. I watched the the game that he was commenting on. I think it was uh, what was it was it Minnesota and or not? It was Arizona, New York, or something. Or yeah, Arizona, New York, and he was commenting on that game. Very smart guy. Very smart guy. You're talking about, about Gronk? No, I'm talking about Greg Olson. He was in the he was in the booth during his bye week, and so he's oh. he's he, for I think it was for Fox. And so I'm I'm he he'll definitely have a broadcasting career when he's done. For oh, okay. sure. You've he did that, very well. You've seen that Gronk is doing some stuff now, right? Yeah, yeah. He was on the, the early shows mm. as well. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk's trying. He looked kind of a little awkward when he was up there. Yeah. But, you know, he hey. Kinda well, he like, kind of looked like, yo, wow, like, I got a suit on. Why am I not in shorts with my shirt ripped off? Like, exactly. He walked in with the Lombardi trophy like, hey, guys. <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> like, <laughs> Very awkward, but he was just a kid in a candy store. All right. Um. Next up to me, I see the Vikings as a spot. Yes. And and my my thought process behind the Vikings is they haven't necessarily been happy with Kirk Cousins because this is what so Case Keenum took them. They kind of mm-hmm. got cheated in the playoffs. You know, whatever that happened. 
they think they're a quarterback away. Enough. They need a quarterback. They mm-hmm. get Kirk Cousins. Last year, he wasn't good up to their standards for him. And at the beginning of the year, he wasn't either. He's been pretty hot here lately. Yeah, he's cooking. Um, but I do think that it is worth talking about that the Vikings would have the cap space if they were to get rid of Cousins, maybe mm-hmm. trade him to another franchise that needs a quarterback or something. And then if Brady wanted to go there, and I don't know why he wouldn't, they have amazing offensive weapons. They've got wide receivers, running backs, linemen. they got a good defense. Yeah, for sure. I like the point. Like We were talking about this in the pre-show. And at first when, when, when Lucas said Minnesota, I was like, ah, but they're pretty invested in Kirk Cousins. And, and then he reminded me, he's like, Kirk Cousins only has one year left on his deal after this, right? And a contract that a lot of teams would pay for, right? I could see like a Tampa Bay. I could even see a Washington – not probably not a Washington reunion, but, um, you know, potentially a Carolina. There's some different teams that would be okay with that contract with a quarterback – like Kirk's caliber, because he's you know he he's not a elite quarterback, a top ten quarterback in this league, but he's top fifteen, right? And a, and it you know a hard quarterback is, or a good quarterback is hard to come by. So right. I, I I definitely good. could see that. And and I'm telling you what, Brady with with Thielen, and Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook, man, and that defense is is starting to play better and better. They've drafted very well. That could be a um, if they could if they'd have to get rid of. Trade away Cousins to do it, but I think they could pull it off. I think enough teams would bite. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, let's see. We got two more. Okay. And if we're going in order of most likely. Right. I got to go with the Titans. We're obviously we're getting rid of Mariota. We yeah. are. We don't know the situation with Tannehill. We've got a young receiving core. Adam Humphreys has proven what he can do. We got Delaney mm-hmm. Walker. He's proven what he can do. We have a really good defense this year. Yeah, that year. defense is nasty. Defense is good. He So he gets a chance to work with Dean Pease as his defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And then he can, you know, get in with John Robinson, who was a New England guy. And teammates with, Vabe, with Vrabe. And teammates with Vrabe. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis. You know, like we got some expatriates, some yeah. England. Right, there's some New England in us. In the I feel that. And so I don't think it would be a stretch. I think that they would – what he would want is a home run hitter on that team, right? Now, I think Corey Davis can become that, right? And I think A.J. Brown is one of the most underrated uh, wide receivers out there right now, and Humphreys is a very good slot guy. But I think if Tennessee could – obviously, they're going to ship away Mariota, right? Mariota is going to sign a free agency somewhere, and he's going to get a job. Right, he he he's gonna get a job. He's better than you know the definitely the bottom ten quarterbacks of the league for sure. Right, he's gonna get a job somewhere. And then Tannehill's finishing up this year on the contract. You bring in Brady. They draft a quarterback. If they could find a really good wide receiver, like um, I, I think, uh, I think that could be something. So here's a uh, here's an opinion that I heard today on uh, ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. And it is that Mariota was holding the wide receivers back. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I just want to voice other sides of things. So Mariota was holding them back, and that Ryan Tannehill let them show more. I will say that Corey Davis, and we'll talk about this later, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown attacked the ball very well mm-hmm. against the Chargers last weekend. And... I agree, though. We need that We need that fast guy that can get down the field. Like, I'm not asking for a Tyreek Hill. 
<laughs> right, right. But but somebody with like some some speed. Right. right? And like the offensive a... line needs to be upgraded. But you know, if we if we put some assets into getting that stuff, I think we can make a deal with Brady and it's like we'll give you a three year, you know, maxed out deal. We got the yeah. cap space. You're you're two to three players, like solid players away from him being like, Okay, I could actually I could settle I could stay in Tennessee for a while. Yeah. Home run hitter, sure up your O line. We got Humphreys too, who proven, you know, did good in Tampa. Oh for Bay. sure. Um lastly we got the Colts. We talked about this before. We were trying to yeah. the teams. Jackson I, hates this one. He absolutely hates this one. I don't think it makes any sense. Look, 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 man. In a dream scenario, yes, okay, but I think that they don't want to stunt Jacoby Brissett's development. You think? Do you think they're not sitting there and they're like, "Can Jacoby take us to a Super Bowl?" Well, their of course, everybody's is, asking that question. That's what this year's look, about. Look, their team is their team is set around. Like, it was set around winning now. Like, it was set to have Andrew Luck come in and then make a Super Bowl run this year. Well, they have an incredible team, for sure. Yeah, they have – I'm saying – okay, listen. And it it, it completely relies relies on the question of, do you think Jacoby Brissett is your future franchise quarterback? If the answer is no, you bring in Tom Brady, you draft somebody else, you shop Brissett, get you a couple draft picks out of it, and then you find your next you find your next franchise guy. If you believe he is your franchise quarterback, then you got to stick with him and let him ride the wave and let him develop because you bring him into a situation to where he's like, "Okay, now he's just kind of getting thrown into the fire, right? When an Andrew Luck retires." Okay, fine, that's fair, but now he's but actually he's having a 3-year deal by the way. Right. Now they're having Okay, now he's having a success. Right, this is even more my point. Now they're having a, a big. He's having a good year. Okay, apparently he's undefeated against the Texans. Crazy, right? The Titans couldn't have beat Andrew Luck, but now the Texans can't beat Jacoby Brissett. He's four and zero against him. So it's like now, now he's like, okay, now we threw you to the fire. Now you're having a great year. Now we're gonna sit you back down, and we're gonna let your old starting quarterback get back ahead of you. That just doesn't seem very fair to Jacoby Brissett. Now, I understand that is a business, right? But you just have to ask yourself that question. And if they just sign up to a three-year deal, all indicators are pointing towards, yes, Jacoby Brissett is our guy. So why have him – why stunt him? Anyway, that's my question. But we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see how that – how it plays out through the rest of the year and then uh, – and go from there. But Brissett, I mean, last year – last week he had an incredible game. He had a career game last year. Or last week. Four touchdown passes, I believe, over 300 yards. Right? He played very well. Now, if they could shop him, and they don't believe he's he's the answer, and they draft a quarterback, and they let Brady come in, then obviously that's a dream scenario. Right? I think the, I think the Colts immediately go to a top three team in the AFC. Overnight. Okay. Yeah. Super Bowls, Jackson. Super Bowls. Super Bowls are what matter. When you when you bring Brady in, okay? Oh, absolutely. Dream right. scenario, but I'm talking about longevity. On to the next one, my friend. Yes, sir. What's good? Back to back. Back to back weeks of some pretty pretty decently big trades. You know, this week's not yes. quite as not quite as big, big blah, blah, blah. not quite as big as last week's. Yo, we had some breaking news on the pod last week, man. 
We had yeah, a couple breaking news section yeah, sessions. I was, right, I was not a fan. Right in the middle of it, man. <clears throat> Anyways. So, I'm going to say what the trade is, Jack, and then I want you okay. to just tell me, you know, tell us all how you think this affects the team that the guy's going to, and mm-hmm. what does that mean of the outlook of the team that traded them away. Okay. Hit me with it. So, first off, I'm going to start with Denver has sent Emmanuel Sanders and a 2020 fifth-round pick to San Francisco for a 2023rd and fourth-round pick. Okay. I think this is probably the the most impactful of the two trades that are the two of the big-time trades that happened today that we're going to talk about because Emmanuel Sanders gives them that home-run hitter now. And Marquise Goodwin's coming back off of injury. And now you give Jimmy Garoppolo two more weapons to add to his arsenal. They played a very tough, um, not pretty, you know, uh, slip and slide game against the Redskins over the weekend. And that defense is leading this team. It is a top five defense in the NFL right now. It is incredible, especially with their edge rushes with Bosa. So... I think you bring in Sanders and you add a little more depth to the San Francisco offense. I think that's huge. I think it's I think it's bigger than the other one, for sure. And he brings a veteran presence onto that team. So you, uh, what are you I like feeling it. about Denver? You think you think Denver is just kind of? I think Denver's in complete rebuild mode. They're a complete rebuild mode. Uh, their defense isn't the same as it was several years ago. Um, I mean, you have Von Miller still. You have Chris uh, Chris Harris. Uh, Flacco is not a the end all be all. He's you know kind of average game manager quarterback. Um, yeah, they're looking to stack picks and completely rebuild for next year, um, and the years following. They're just they just don't have what what it takes right now. All right. So the other one we got is the Falcons have sent. Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots for a second round pick. Mm, that seems a little high to me for Sanu. I'm not. Now, to be fair, I haven't really seen Sanu play a whole lot. I don't really get a lot of Atlanta games over here in my market, other uh, other than if like you know the the Cowboys play them on happenstance or I watch the the highlights of the Titans game against the against the Falcons. Sanu, he's he brings you depth at wide receiver. Josh Gordon's hurt, right? Uh, you obviously got rid of Antonio Brown. They're making it work with Edelman, and Nikhil Harry is, is, is back as well. So gives you some depth, gives you a little bit of versatility. He seems to be kind of a possession, you know, deep down the field type of guy. Um, so it, 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 it can't hurt him. I mean, they, they, they beat the Jets 33-0 to uh, on Monday night, and without Sanu, without Josh Gordon, without Antonio Brown, their defense is clearly the best in the league. And this tells me that they want death of wide receiver now because they don't want to get beat against Kansas City, who has a very dynamic offense, or somebody that could go toe-to-toe with them, Drew Brees with Michael Thomas. And they don't want to get in a, in a shootout, right? They want to be able to, to score points, which they've been doing a very good job of. Um. So, yeah, I feel that. I think that uh, – A little bit of depth. I think the second, second round pick is uh, – Bit steep. It's a little high. And Would have liked to see a third. Reason, the reason I don't like it is because it's the second. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just I feel like you can hit a home run in the second round, you know. Oh, for sure. But you know what else it says? They might be scared about losing Brady. 
Kraft might be. He says, I'm going to give Brady all the tools in his toolbox right now because if this is Brady's last year with us, we're going to make it count, and we're going to get a seventh ring. Yeah, we're going to win again. Right. Because <clears throat> like you said, Super Bowls mean everything, and windows, a Super Bowl opportunity close very, very quickly, and they have one that's pretty open right now, and as soon as you lose 12 – wait. That's another thing. That I'm kind of going back again to, to Tom Brady. If he left New England, right, which is completely not in New England's interest, okay, unless it's a ridiculous deal that they just can't afford the cap space over, who do they have to replace him with? You traded Jimmy G to the 49ers. You traded Jacoby Brissett to Indianapolis. Obviously, their quarterback development room is good, but who are you going to replace him with next year? Who are you going to get? Yo, Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota, free agents at the end of the year. <laughs> Yo, Mariota's going to go to the Patriots and shock everybody. It's going to be I crazy. Mean, I mean, we might we might end up keeping uh, hey, Teddy Bridgewater, go to New England. Oh. Or we might end up keeping uh, Tannehill. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. But anyway, yeah, that, that, just, that just tells me we're going to give Brady all he needs right now and make sure he can win. Because they tried to get him before the draft, and Atlanta wouldn't budge. But now Atlanta's like, I think we're going to need that second round pick. So, you know what time it is, Jack? Yo, what time is it? Is it, buddy? You know, you know, you know what time it is? Oh, is it? It's is it my it. time? Say is it. it? Is it my? How about them Cowboys, Lucas? Woo! Oh, yo, okay. This man, Lucas, had the audacity, the audacity last week to say, "Hey, Jackson, fly, Eagles, fly!" And I got okay, sick and tired of it. I didn't know they were going to self destruct. All right, and you also pick Implode. against my Titans. So, I, you suggested I pick against your Titans. You picked against them. You picked the Chargers and thought it was all over, bro. This man was in a complete depressed mood. He heard and live under a bridge for the rest of your life. He, would you do so? He heard the breaking news that Mariota got benched, and this man became a completely different person over the week. He 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 lost his soul for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, check the Twitter. If you uh, if you check the Gopher Podcast Twitter. You will see that I lost all hope. And, uh, you know, um, we'll see. We'll get to the Titans. Anyways. It was a fair reason to be depressed over. I'm just saying. He said fly, Eagles, fly. Okay? And my boys came to play. Oh, I sent this I sent this man a Snapchat right after. And I and I put it right in his face. I was like, oh, Lucas, did you see that win? And what did you say? Fly, Eagles, fly. Look, oh, man. Baby. All right. This is. You oh, want to know why you won? This is this is the basic, down to the down to the very core of why lay, you won. Lay it on me, buddy. Zeke ran like Zeke. Zeke was eating. All right, and the Eagles made a bunch of mistakes, and a, and I just we'll, we're going to talk about the Eagles after this, but mm-hmm. let's talk about the Cowboys right now. Yes. And Zeke was just he was Zeke. Absolutely phenomenal. 22 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown, right? He was averaging five yards a carry throughout the course of the game. He was playing incredibly well. I saw one run, right, when he on his touchdown run when he was going into the end zone. He completely trucked, ran over, hit the hit stick on whoever that safety was, 22 or something like that uh, for the Eagles, completely ran over him, okay, destroyed his life, took his soul out of his body. Okay, it was beautiful to see. He played hard, he ran with passion, and I love to see it. Oh, also, you know, you know what's amazing? Okay, the, when, when Dak has time, right, he can make beautiful throws, right? And how did he have time? We had both offensive tackles back in the game last week. Tyron Smith and Leo Collins 
right? Now, Tyron Smith's looking a little shaky, right? He had a couple big penalties, right? Someone got by him a couple times, but overall, he was able to keep the Eagles at bay, okay? And I liked the little mix and match with the play calling, little screen here, right? Little dump off check down here, little crossing route slant here and there because it slowed down the pass rush from Philly, right? The game plan was better. And for the first time, for the first, you know, for the first time I think ever I can say this, Jason Garrett outcoached somebody. He outcoached Doug Peterson. You don't say that. Why? 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 Did, did, no, I think, why? I think the difference, I think the players made a more difference than, than Jason Garrett. In the coaching no. and the game plan? No, don't get me wrong. I want Jason gone at the end of this year. You okay. think he's even in control of the game plan? He just sits on the sideline and claps. Which is why we need him out. But here's the thing. I think he had input with this game plan. Obviously, if a head coach doesn't have input with the game plan, then the head coach doesn't need to be the head coach. Exactly. That's, that's number what one. We're saying. That's, what we're... That's, that, that, that's number one, period, right? But I, I'll tell you what, man. It was it was a wonderful time watching the game. Casey came over. We, we popped a couple cold ones, had a good time, watched the game, and – we were just laughing and giggling and smiles on our faces the entire time. Dak looked pristine. Cooper, okay, for some reason, I don't know what I don't know what the referees have against Cooper, but they call like at least two to three offensive pass interference on him per game, and it's getting real annoying. You know but, what, Jackson? Maybe, maybe he's committing a offensive pass interference, or maybe. He's just the best route runner in the game, and he's burning. You can challenge it. You can challenge it if you got a problem with it, bro. Jason Garrett doesn't challenge anything. Yeah, that's because it's that dude's red passing interference. That dude's red flag stays hidden in his pants, brother. He doesn't pull that out for nothing. I think I've seen him challenge one play this entire season. Well, get rid of him. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying, man. But as much as I but as much as I want to get rid of him, and as much as he doesn't need to be the head coach, he still outcoached Doug Peterson on this game. This one time. This one time. The only time. He outcoached the Super Bowl winning coach. This one time. False. False. Okay. Zeke was eaten, right? He I'm hoping that he motivated his team and lit a fire underneath them. Right? Dak was playing extremely well. We had protection. Cobb was back. Cooper was back. What happens when we're healthy? We play extremely well. Now, I am worried about Leighton Vander Esch. I am worried about him. I need to go back and look at his injury report. At the time of recording, nothing crazy has been reported yet, but he did injure his neck um, mm. during the game. But you know who came in? That bad man, Sean Lee Lucas. Oh, that bad man, all pro linebacker came back in and he reminded everyone of who daddy was. Okay. He really did. He came back in there and uh, he almost had an interception. I think he had a sack. He had a couple tackles for loss. He was flying to the ball. He was everywhere. Ooh, I'll tell you what. I could talk a lot about the Cowboys and their coaching inabilities, but when it comes to the general management and drafting of linebackers, they get a hand, my friend. Thanks, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. I believe we drafted a, a guy you might have heard of him, Demarcus Ware, way back in the day. I'm not sure if you were uh, familiar with that man, okay? But that we could draft some linebackers, okay? Corners, eh. Linebackers, hey, we got a market for those over here at Big D, 
All right. I, you know, I, I'm grinning ear to ear, and Lucas is about sick and tired of me talk, hearing me talk. But it, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to watch on uh, against Philly this past Sunday. Now, if we could just do that every week and play like a Super Bowl contender every week, then I'd be happy and not play down to our competition and let Sam Darnold, right, look like freaking Joe Montana out there against us. And then he goes against uh, the Patriots defense, look like he's seeing Ghost on the field, right? I had like negative six fantasy points for those of you who were crazy enough to pick him up after one game against Dallas. Jeez, man. Okay, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm good. You good. All right, so we're gonna segue into the Eagles. So we're kind of staying on the Cowboys a little bit. <clears throat> so you're obviously saying it's good Cowboys. Cowboys put them in their place. Yeah. We controlled that game so. from the very beginning. They came with a fire. They punched. I, they popped the ball it, like three or four times. Exactly, and that's and I think it's that the Cowboys came out with the fire, and I think the Eagles came out with nothing. I think the Eagles came out with a Carson Wentz that doesn't know how to motivate his team, but is obviously, you know, kind of feeling the loss of Nick Foles, right? Ooh, are you saying they made the wrong choice? I'm saying that the team doesn't get motivated for Carson Wentz like they do for Nick Foles. Oh, now that's interesting. Do tell. I'm saying they, they play better for him. I think if you look, perfect perfect point, 40-yard pass, Carson Wentz airs it out. It's a nice ball. Mm-hmm. It is catchable for Nelson Aguilar, I believe. Oh, I was scared on that do, play. I all he sc- has to do is lay out for it. And what does he do? He just pulls up. Nah, bro, I can't get to it. If it ain't hitting me right in the hands, if it ain't right in my chest, I ain't – I ain't going to try to make a play for the team. You're not going to try to make something happen. You got yeah. Zach Ertz just fumbles. Carson yeah. Wentz was a Carson Wentz has been shaky the past three weeks, by the way. Yeah. He, yes. If you look, if you go and you look at his numbers, it's like, okay, he's putting up good numbers sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't think that. I think if you watch him play, it's not the same. He's missing wide open players. And then I also think the receivers aren't giving it their all for him. Yeah. Obviously, the run game is kind of a problem. It seemed like they tried to commit for the, to the run game against the Cowboys, and they weren't able to do that. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think the team had any heart. You know. Like, and where does and, and where does fire. that and where does that start? Where should it start? Right. If a team has no heart, where should that start? Uh, it starts with the coach, the quarterback, and it all starts in the locker room. Yeah. And I think there's a locker room problem because of the quarterback. Okay. So 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 the the, the, the locker room is in is in shambles because of Mr. Wentz. Maybe not necessarily because of anything he's doing, but because of what he's not doing. Because he's not Nick Foles. Ooh. Interesting. Very interesting. Because I still think I can't believe I'm defending the freaking Eagles. Okay. I still think <laughs> Carson Wentz is a big-time player. I think he's got a big-time arm, right? And I think he has a skill set to be very successful in this league. I think that this week in particular, putting it in a box in a vacuum, I think their coach really costed him this one. I think he couldn't put his money where his mouth was. I think he came out, gar- I think he came out guaranteeing a win. That wasn't cool. Yeah. I think he um, obviously did not motivate his team properly. 
And yes, maybe Carson Wentz's play is contributing to locker room problems. But I think when you have a problem with the locker room, it stems from the guy in charge, and that should be the head coach. He's got to be able to set the tone and set the culture within that locker room, within the organization, right? It's, it starts with him, okay? Um, so I think that, that's, that, that's a, that was a big problem. They've ha- I know they've been plagued by the injury bug. Their secondary is completely in shambles. Um, D-Jack is still out. Um, they did get Jeffrey back, and he provided some help. But I think you're right. There's something, there's something there. Like they, they didn't play with heart. They came out and thought they were going to run all over us because we got beat by the Jets, and they got punched in the mouth early, and they couldn't recover from it. And that's what happens when you go into somebody else's house talking a bunch of mess. Right? They're going to, like, you know, the other team, like you go into their house and you start talking all this stuff before the game, they're going to play big, bigger and better. Right? That typically, that's the response. Um, Carson Wentz, do you think this is a, and let me ask you this question. Do you think Carson Wentz is a symptom or the disease in that locker room? What, what do you think? Both. Both. Like, I think, I don't think he is the disease, but I think he contributes to the disease. Right. Like, I think he is part of the stemming problem that has created what the disease is, and I think the disease has also affected him. Hmm. I don't think he has the confidence that he can. I think in the back of his head, there's always that little note that I was having an MVP year. I went down, I let my team down because I got hurt, and Nick Foles came out and won him a Super Bowl. And then right. the next year, I didn't perform as well as I should have all year. Went out. And then Nick Foles came out again and won games for them. And the team rallied around them. And you hear stuff coming out into the press of players in the locker room saying that they would rather have Nick Foles as the quarterback. The, their scheme, right, their offensive scheme flowed better with Nick Foles' play style. I have heard that. He, he ran it better. He ran it better. They – they played – I think they committed to the run more. Mm-hmm. And that opened up play action. And that's what you do as an NFL team. The most basic formula to win is to run the ball. And open up a play, play action. action. Yeah. But but with Carson Wentz, maybe they are relying on that big-time arm. Because he's got big-time talent. Right? Wentz is no scrub. Right. right. So he, it's, well, he hasn't, he hasn't been as good as he was his first year. But he's still been good. Right. Yeah. Above average. He did, he, did get that, he did get that big money. And I wonder if there's some people in there that don't think he's earned it. Right. It's, it's, it's an interesting question, and I'll be curious to see how it plays out through the rest of the year. But I do think you're right. Something is off there, right? Because I even, even I was watching the game. And don't get me wrong. I was happy, hoopla, like I said, I was hanging out with Casey. And we, were, we, were, we were talking and just and messing around. But I could just tell from the Eagles' side, they didn't come out with any passion at all. And I, I'm not sure what that problem is. And you and me both in our predictions, I believe episode two, we're talking about, oh, yeah, Eagles are going to be big time this year, right? They signed D-Jack, Wentz, you know, he he's healthy for the first time in a long time. He should have a really good year, MVP candidate. And they're just not looking – they're not looking clean-cut tidy. They're looking so kind I don't, of a little bit of a mess. The reason I have such Great a big problem times, with this – the reason I have such a big problem with this, like, not coming out with the fire thing is that 
you are tied for first in your division. Oh yeah. You are playing the person you are tied for. Yes. Or tied with, and so like like this is a huge regular season game. This is the On time. Sunday, Sunday night football. This is the time in front of the lights to come out with a fire and a passion. This is when you do it. Your they coach is guaranteed a win, flat. and you need to defend this man. Yes. And you just come out and just oh, run right. Missed my block. Fumble. Oh, there's the ball. Uh, I could, I could jump. I think I'll just stay. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't and know, man. So, it's crazy. I mean, we got, we got the fans are calling them out. We got dude grabbing oh, babies. Philly, Philly houses. fans are ruthless, my friend. <laughs> Someone's like, Ruthless. I caught that baby like Aguilar couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, oh my gosh, he just went there. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, definitely a problem in Philly. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but you might be on to something. Yeah, so uh, next up, Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. Tennessee 1A Dunner. Whoo, and it got close there at the end. We were watching. I was watching the highlights of Lucas last night. He's like, man, you won't believe like how down to the wire this came to be. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? He's like, dude, it was insane. So we sat and we watched it together on YouTube. We watched the highlights. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. that inches. was it, literally inches. The game was as it as much as you could put it in the Chargers' hands as possible. And they, lose in, they, and they lost in Charger fashion. Complete disappointment. Yeah, and it was I, I think I've seen, seen a quote. It was, the Chargers did everything to win the game and then at the last second did everything to charge their way into a loss. Yeah, and, and the thing is that like that that roster is 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 pretty loaded. Eckler, Gordon, Williams, Keenan Allen, defensive side. Hunter Henry. Yeah, like but last year we we had them picked to go to the AFC Championship game and they were playing extremely well. Right? And then and then this year for whatever reason it's just not clicking and I know they've been having some injury issues. It's just like you got to win that one, man. You got to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's right there. You're down by three with at first and goal at the one. You got to punch so, that in. So, first off, we're not comparing Marcus and Tannehill. Okay. Last week, we went through the QB stuff. Ron Tannehill was the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. That's yes. how it is for the foreseeable future. And that's how it's going to be, you know? I'm just going to roll right. with it, yeah. Um, but to touch on Tannehill, he was 23 for 29 for 312 yards, two touchdowns uh, with two sacks and a interception that shouldn't have really been an interception. He got hit as he was throwing the ball. Yeah. Ball went flying up in the air. Got picked off. So this was his 12th career game. Like, like 12th best? In his, okay. Yeah, in his career. This is his 12th best. Um, so I think you could either – you can either say – we got the best version of Tannehill that we could possibly ask for against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Or you can say that the Dolphins uh, maybe didn't have the weapons that we do. And so he was able to exploit more of that. I will say this okay. man's got some zip. All right, he does have a little bit of a fastball. Fastballs in there. And it kind of worries mm-hmm. me sometimes because I'm scared that he's going to just let it rip like he was. Like he's throwing it in between two to three people sometimes. Yeah. And he's fitting it in there. Good accuracy, strong arm. But one time he may get too big of a head. But one time try he might it. try to make a play too much. And, yeah. And I think that's what you worry about Tannehill because he has thrown interceptions in his career. We worried about that with Romo for a long time. 
<laughs> Sometimes he just try and squeeze it in there. You're like, come on, Tony. <laughs> um, but to move on from him, I think the wide receivers attack the ball. Mm-hmm. So good. Like if he if he threw it up, like AJ Brown and and I told you this the other day, and we watched the clips, and you're like, wow, I can really see what you what you're meaning. So last week, AJ Brown like hugged Marcus and was crying after the game. Yeah. Right, and and he and he told the media that he was he was like I personally feel responsible for this happening. Like I haven't done my job as well. Mm-hmm. And this dude came out with the fire. And if the ball was thrown to him, he was attacking the ball and he was getting yards after catch. He's he going for matter. it. And Corey Davis did the same. But if you go look at the plays that AJ Brown made, like like you can see the effort in every play. He he was the he, he was the hardest playing uh, player on that game on that game. Gosh, like, tongue twister. You can see, yeah, you can see the effort. Yeah, for sure. Um, the line obviously blocked way better. I think Derrick Henry had like eighty or ninety yards for a touchdown. I think we got to get him more involved. But Absolutely. The offensive line allowed two sacks. Uh, granted, Not the bad. Chargers, you know, uh, their ends hurt. Melvin Ingram's hurt, and yeah. they're not the biggest on the line, but it was good. Our own, our very own dad, Taylor Lewan, was uh, the highest-rated offensive player on the Titans this week. The, All right, so the dad is back. That. The boy! That's it. He's back. Yeah, he played great. Uh, we moved him around a little bit. It was – he played left tackles this position. You know, he played all yeah. time. But there was a couple couple sneaky times that looked like we snuck him over to the right side or something, like twice. Mm, yeah. Bro, we came out, very first drive of the game. The Chargers went for it on fourth down. Didn't get it. And then we went down and did a fake punt. Let me tell you, this man Kevin Byard can do everything. He really can. Fake punt against the Texans last year. Kevin Byard threw a touchdown to Dane Crookshank. All right? And then this year, he caught a, like, 10-yard pass to get a a first down for us. That gave us a field goal, which was a huge deal. He is just a pure athlete. Like, when when you you go and you watch him play, he really can play almost, almost any position. He's so Pure good athlete. He's so good. Well, like, like he's dropped back, you know, but sometimes they're, like, blitzing him. They're bringing him up in. They got him on tight ends. Like, it don't matter. They got him doing everything. Yeah. Um. My biggest takeaway from the game has got to be the defense because of how good the defense ended the game. They're playing incredible this year. Kind of kind of sketchy in between, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game, you know, they got, they got the fumble on the half-inch, half-inch, on the, on the half yard line, yeah, <laughs> and won us the game, you know. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, what a stand at the end. And if you look, that big Jeff—that's what we're calling him. Oh, big Jeff! Big Jeff! Yeah, Jeff Simmons drafted him in the first round this year. Um, and Dude. when we drafted him, I heard all kinds of stuff about how if he hadn't tore his ACL in February, then. He would have been, you know, one of the top five draft picks, and some people considered him to be the number one player, um, mm-hmm. a better defensive lineman than uh, Nick Bosa, stuff like that. Like, I'm doing stuff, and I'm super excited for the guy, but I'm worried because of the ACL, and that's obviously what scared other people. For sure. But that dude, that dude is huge, man. He is so big. Is dude, he, like, he uh, bro, I can see how he's just clogging, uh, like, make, like, like we used to call it, like, on the online, making a trash pile. Right mm. of of all, of all the big guys in the middle, I he's just clogging the lanes, dude. So um, he played very well. So this was his his debut. 
So everything I'm about to say, this is eight months after ACL surgery with one week of practice. This man, this man got one week of practice, Jackson. He All did. Right. One week. First NFL game, he got a sack with two hurries, two tackles for a loss. And on that last play of the game, he pushed into the backfield and made Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, yeah. Bounced to the outside, and then Woodyard was able to hit him, knock the ball out. Right, altered his path a little bit. And if he hadn't done that, he would have gone straight up the middle for a touchdown on the Mm -hmm. game. And so he was rated the number one rookie overall. He was rated the third best defensive lineman behind like Aaron Donald and Calais Campbell for last week. Dude. And he uh, was also the ninth highest graded defensive player overall. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys got one heck of a player, a steal in the draft, an absolute steal. And that defense is young, and that defense is hungry. And I'm telling you what, man, they, they are playing extremely, extremely good football right now. And if the offense can just find a way to click and sustain some longer drives like they did against uh, L.A., it could be a dangerous team. I'm telling you, man. You just need a couple more pieces. I'm really, I'm really thinking our defense can become like, like game changing. Oh, absolutely. Got, Little monsters of the midway. Oh yeah, we we got Harold Landry coming off the edge. You know, he's coming into his own. Yeah. All right. He's potentially the second coming of the freak. Yeah. Maybe on curse. All right. And then Jeffrey Simmons just Albert Haynesworth 2.0. For real. Hopefully. Like, like, dude's an animal, and he's so big. Any Anyone that doesn't know who I'm talking about, you need to look him up. This guy is huge. Out of Mississippi State, yeah. He is an animal. Are you ready, Jack? I, I'm ready for it. Lay, lay it on me. Is this is this my favorite, is this my favorite uh, segment? This is your new favorite segment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Leave it. Yeah. Oh, I love Take It or Leave It, bro. All right. Yo, can we preface this Take It or Leave It segment like we do before? It's like, Lucas, he... he and, and, Bless his heart. He does so much hard work during the during the week and stuff like this for this. I swear, this dude, you should see this man's notebook. He has, like, pages and pages of notes, and he'll come up with these take-it-or-leave-it questions that I don't know what they are. He surprises right. me. Put him on the spot. He surprises me every week, and he puts me on the spot, and the anticipation is building, and I just can't wait. So I just, I, I just, want, to, I just want to preface with that. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. All right, number one, take-it-or-leave-it, Jack. Okay. The Chargers season is over now that they are two and five. Oh, take it. I say take it. I'm I'm taking it. Here's the only reason. Yes, they've they've started bad in the past and made something work, but their division with where they're at right now, who else is in their division, by the way? So Uh, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Patrick Mahomes is hurt, but still Matt Moore is fine. And and with Andy Reid, Andy Reid can make anybody look really good. Okay. I think the best chance they have is coming out as a wild card. And in the AFC where you got kind of this, you got Baltimore and Cleveland, you got, uh, you know, Indianapolis and Houston with potentially Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, Jacksonville. And then you, you go look at the AFC East and Buffalo is a potential wild card pick. I just don't see any room for them, even if they did come back and have a really great season to punch their way into a wild card spot, I think I think it's pretty much over. They could have finished middle of the pack, but they're done. Um, I'm also taking it. I think it's over just because there's too many middle of the pack teams mm-hmm. that are going to get that extra deal. Like I said, the whole AFC South, like the Colts are at top right now and they're four and two. Yeah. And then it, then it's the Texans at four and three, 
and then it's Jacksonville at three and four, and then it's the Titans at three and four. So like yeah. we're all right there. Yeah, and any and one of those guys could come uh, yeah. be a wild card contender for sure. So um, yeah. next up pertains to my thing. Nick Foles is coming back, Jackson. So take yes. it or leave it. Foles is back to practice, and Minshew mania is officially over. I think take it. I think you have to go with Nick Foles. You know, I think Minshew Mania could be something they could build on for later, but I think that, you know, when I think of Minshew Mania, I think of Lynn Sanity, the 2012 New York Knicks with Jeremy Lynn, right? And I'm not saying Jeremy Lynn was a bad player, but he had that stretch of, I think, 15 games in the NBA, which is equivalent to about four weeks in, you know, NFL play, right? And he, he went on an insane streak, and that's why they called it Lynn Sanity. Oh, he's taking over New York. He's the next biggest, best player He's become kind of an off-the-bench average player as, a, as the years have progressed. I think it was something that Jacksonville grabbed a hold of, desperately trying to sell tickets. And, yeah, he seems like a cool dude. He's wrestled sharks, and he's got an amazing stash. All right, cool. But if you're really comparing him to Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, then I don't know what you are doing right now, but you need to stop talking about sports and just go read the other columns of what other people are talking about because you have no idea what you're, what, what you're really thinking. Nick Foles over Minshew 110%. Like, absolutely. Same. Don't, don't even mention yeah. Minshew next to Foles. Like, he doesn't belong there. No. I'm taking it, too. It's over. Yes. Um, so, take it or leave it. Sam Darnold looks to be a official bust. He was 11 for 32 for 86 yards and four interceptions against the Patriots. Okay, I'm going to leave it. Uh, I don't think it's early enough to call him a complete bust yet. He's had some good games before. The Jets' offense does look different with him in it. They're still pretty banged up. Um, I'm not going to call him a bust this early in his career. Not yet. Right. I'm also going to leave it just because it is early. Mm-hmm. I think next year if he's looking like this, though. Then we start having the conversation. In the NFL. Like, That's right. Year, you've been here for a year. We've seen what you did last year, and you're supposed to get better, and that was not the Right. Well, the first time the Jets actually have some hope when it comes to their franchise quarterback with Darnold, I think he can develop. we got to remember this guy literally just came off mono, and for whatever reason, the Cowboys are the team to make him seem like Joe Montana. Right? I'm not saying he's a, an elite quarterback yet, but it's too early. Uh, all right, staying on the young QBs, we have Trubisky isn't the answer, and the Bears should find a good quarterback so that they can win right now. Trubisky was 34 of 54 pass attempts for 251 yards, two touchdowns, and I believe the dude just... Yeah, okay, I'm going to say take it. Uh, If you're throwing the ball 54 times, then you have a lot bigger problem than just a quarterback issue. That tells me you're not very successful running the ball. That tells me that the opponents that they are playing against are saying, okay, we're going to let him throw the ball 52 time, 54 times because we believe he's not going to beat us. We shut down the run. We make them one-dimensional. We force Trubisky to beat us. It's not going to happen. They need to get a new a new quarterback in. I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins. I don't care if it's Mariota. I don't care if it's Tom Brady, the GOAT. They need somebody in that can take over and lead them to a playoff victory. They have too good of a defense and too small of a window with Khalil Mack in his prime to make something happen. you got to go get somebody. Trubisky's yeah, not the answer. Six. Six weeks in a row with less than 300 total offensive yards. You can't have that. And when you have a defense as good as that Bears defense is, you need to complement them with the offense that can sustain a couple drives. Um, Take it or leave it. Zeke is officially back to form. Mm, 
I'll take it. I mean, he, he, he played extremely well against the Eagles. It's like he had a fire lit underneath him. You know, he's, he's having an all right year, you know, for Zeke. Uh, the past couple games uh, wasn't very successful. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would like to see Zeke back, but he, he played very well against Philly. Uh, we have a bye week, so rest, recuperate, reset, refocus. Then we're playing the Giants. Um, so definitely going to be a battle of the halfbacks, Zeke versus Saquon. I look for him to have another big game and then for us to propel ourselves onto playoff hopes. I'm also going to take it. I think that the big showing uh, with the offensive line getting a chance to rest over the bye week, I mm-hmm. think it's going to be um, last one, Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. Take it or leave it. This is the best Patriots defense ever in the Brady era. This is the second team to have multiple 30-point shutouts in the first seven games of the week in history. You, you just said it. Absolutely take it. This is the best defense that Brady has ever had. He has the most flexibility he's ever been able to have on when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Because if they turn the ball over, it's not a huge deal. Right? It's not like, okay, Tom Brady has to go out there and throw the ball 40 times a game for us to win. He can rely on that defense, almost like an 85 Bears defense-esque, 2000 Baltimore Ravens-esque. Right? I'm not saying they're there yet, but you, I mean, you just said it, shutting out two teams um, by, by 30 or more points in the same season, absolutely unheard of. And they're playing extremely well. And they're scoring, too. They're not just keep shutting teams out and forcing three and outs. They're causing fumbles and taking them back. They're taking picks back to the house. Their special teams is playing remarkably well. This is a very scary Patriots team that I'm. there's only a handful that might be able to beat them. This is a scary team. Yep, I'm also taking it. Um, if they keep playing at this level, they're arguably some of the best to ever do it. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. Um, that closes up. Take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. It's time oh, to get to the recap. I love take it or leave it. That's so much fun, man. That's so much fun. It's a good time. How'd we do? As usual, pretty bad. <laughs> Real bad. I we know what we're talking four. about, right? Gosh. I went three and four on the week. You went four and three. Um, I am 24 and 25. I have officially hit the negative. Oh, you have, man. And uh, Jackson, you are 26 and 23. So just to recap our matches from last week, we had Michigan at Penn State. Penn State won. We had Oregon at Washington. Oregon pulled that out by the skin of their teeth. Um, On to the NFL, we had Texans at the Colts. Jackson didn't think the Texans could do it, but, you know, Deshaun Watson threw two picks in the fourth quarter, and the Colts won. Yeah, it's Um, crazy. Ravens beat the Seahawks. The Saints were able to beat the Bears, although Trubisky did put up 20-something points. Even, you know, he threw the ball 54 times. (laughs) That's insane. Why are you throwing the ball 54 times, man? Uh, the Titans beat the Chargers, which neither one of us picked, and yeah. the Cowboys beat the Eagles. Mm, yeah, buddy. So, here we go. Let's do it. College picks. 13 Wisconsin travels to number three Ohio State. Oh, man, this is a hard one. Uh, Wisconsin obviously upset uh, last last week. This will be a, a very good test of their resilience as a football team coming off a coming off an upset and a loss like that being able to bounce back against such a good Ohio State team this was supposed to be the test game the do we belong in the national championship conversation game for Wisconsin um, I think that I think it because it's in Ohio State because Wisconsin just came off a loss I'm gonna go with Ohio State I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes yeah I'm going with Ohio State also 
I think they belong in the top four. And yeah. I think Wisconsin has an amazing run game, but take it away from them, and I think Ohio State can win. So we yeah. are both going with Ohio State. Yes, sir. Next up, I have number nine, Auburn, at number two, LSU. Can Auburn play upset this week? Auburn is potentially one of the teams that can do it on LSU's schedule. They they always play um, the other SEC teams, SEC teams very, very closely. Um, I am going to take the Heisman hopeful and LSU uh, for this game. Again, when it gets to a close game like this, the home team really does have an advantage, especially in college football. Um, I'm taking the Tigers. I'm also taking LSU. They look too good, and honestly, oh, I just I don't I don't I think they might deserve to be number one. Yeah, they're playing very very well, very very good football. It's, I haven't uh, seen Auburn do or not Auburn. I haven't seen Alabama do quite as much as I would like for them to stay in number one. And the Tennessee Vols should have beat them last week, but our quarterback got hurt. But Tua got hurt, too, and that's why we should have beat them anyways. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's whatever. We're moving on. <laughs> um, so the Cowboys are on a bye this week, and I don't think I'm doing the Thursday night or the Monday night game because the Monday night game is like Pittsburgh and the Dolphins. Ugh. It's a terrible Monday night game. And then the Thursday night game is, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's know. Minnesota and the Redskins. We can all pick yeah. that one. Yeah, and like, like I said earlier, the Cowboys are on a bye. So first off, we're going to start with the hometown. We got the Bucks are traveling to Nashville to face the Titans. Jameis Winston against us. Who are you picking? I'm going with the Titans. Yes, I was going to go with the Titans as well. Uh, Titans coming off of a big-time win in, against L.A. I keep wanting to say San Diego, dear God. Coming off a big win against L.A., I think that's a good confidence boost. Tannehill looks to be very comfortable in the pocket, throwing them fastballs, throwing those zippers. Um, I, Bucks, I haven't seen enough from them to do very well. They struggled against a very good Carolina Panthers defense. I expect them to do the same against Tennessee. All right, next up we got the Chargers are traveling to Chicago to face off against oh, the Bears. This is probably my one of my harder picks uh, this week. Um, with the Bears. You're picking Chicago? I'm picking um, the Bears. I, I think just because of that defense, I have to pick Chicago as well. Um, I haven't seen quite enough from the Chargers uh, enough yet. It seems like I like them better offensively than Chicago, but you're playing in Chicago, the Windy City. It's going to be cold. Uh, you know, I just – Mr. Trubisky has to have a bounce-back game some point, right? So I'm, I'm going to go Chicago. Here's the problem. They cannot run the ball like they could last year. That's the difference is they don't have the run game. And yeah. they got the, the running back passing game because Eckler's great. Right. But Gordon is not playing the same. Or maybe it's the offensive line ain't blocking the same. There's something going on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so we have, we've we picked everything the same so far. All right. I think I'm going to shock you with this one. I got the Eagles at the Bills. You're not going to shock me at all. All right. I'm picking, I'm picking the Eagles. Okay. I'm picking the Eagles. This is uh, I look for Wentz to have a bounce back week. I look for Peterson to get his team to refocus. Um, you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I hope the Bills win this game. I really do. I hope Cole Beasley gets some gets some uh, revenge against the Eagles, and uh, we increase the lead in the in the uh, no in the NFC yeah. standings. But I, I I don't know. This is a big test for the Bills. We'll see. I'm 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 picking the Eagles in this game. Uh, I'm also picking the Eagles. I do not need the Bills to win, Jackson. No, I need them to because I, I can't. No, 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 I can't no, no, be no, having no, no, no. Philly no, 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 creep no. back up. You're playing. You're going to win your division. 
Cowboys are going to win their division. They're going to make the playoffs. I'm a Titans fan. I'm playing for the wild card. I need the Bills to lose. They need to start losing games. All right, but are you picking the game because you need the Bills to lose, or are you picking the game because you really think the Eagles are going to win? I think the Bills are overrated. I don't think their record is who they really are. I Mm. think the Eagles are going to win. Okay. All right, we'll see. We're we're picking the same so far, guys. We're going to be equally as wrong next week. Yeah. Panthers at the 49ers. Oh, this is a tough one. Say it. This is a very tough one, man. Say it. I'm doing it. Say it. Come on. You're doing it too? Hop on the bandwagon. I'm saying San Francisco. I hate you. Did you pick San Francisco? No, I picked the Panthers. Okay. Yeah, I'm pick I'm picking San Francisco. Uh because I think getting Emmanuel Sanders is going to be big for their offense. They're getting Marquise Goodwin back. I think they're going to be able to go vertical a little bit more. Uh the running game by committee seems to be working. I love their defense. This is a big test for Kyle Allen versus a top defense in the league. Right so far, he's kind of been able to coast against teams like the Bucks and and whoever else. Although Panthers are coming off a bye here, that's kind of what's got me iffy. McCaffrey is a big test for the Niners defense, uh, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to ride that Niners train. I think McCaffrey is having an MVP year. Absolutely, I think he's leading. I think he's a leading candidate right now. And I think Kyle Allen can manage the game, mm-hmm. not make turnovers, which he's done good with. Garoppolo has a turnover in like every game. Yeah. I say you you wait for him to make a mistake and you win Capitalize. By, you know a field goal or something. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it should be a, it should be a close game. It's going to be probably the most entertaining game this weekend. Uh last one Browns at the Patriots. <laughs> you want to talk about a coaching mismatch, Lucas. A complete okay. coaching mismatch from Freddie Kitchens, okay, who can't manage the clock well, position coach last year. I think he's way in over his head right now and needs to be replaced. Then you have Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. you got the best defense that the Patriots have ever had. And, oh, by the way, Tom Brady just upgraded his wide receiving core. Whoever shall I pick? Picking the GOAT, picking the Patriots. In Foxborough, I mean. I really want to pick the Browns. Pick them. Do it. Out of spite, I'm not, I'm out of spite against me, Lucas, do it. Out of spite. Out of spite um, against me. Do it, bro. This is going to be the one game that gets you over the top of me. I'm picking the Patriots. Okay. And just because they're a better team. And I look to Baker to throw three interceptions probably. Absolutely. But, but the reason I want to pick the Browns is because if a team is going to pop off and win one of these mystery weeks. Out of nowhere. The Browns. Yeah, the like, Browns. O- like Odell just goes off. Nick Chubb runs incredibly well. Baker looks like a stud, and we're sitting here next yeah. week talking about Baker possibly winning the AFC North. I swear, if that happens, I'm going right. to lose myself. And so, so I'm sitting here, and I'm and I'm talking about that, right? Like they could pop off on the defense, mm-hmm. but oh wait, the goat is on that other side. Yeah, and he's he's fine. He's like, you know what, defense, you know, you want to let them score thirty, that's fine. I'll score thirty-one. Exactly. That's okay. all he needs to do. And so, we picked everything the same. Except yeah, for the Panther 49er except game. for the Panther Forty Nine game, which I think is going to be the best game of the weekend. Yeah, the games this week were really bad, folks. Can't even lie. Yeah, but that Panthers Forty Nine game is going to be really good. I think I think that was the one I really wanted to go with Carolina because they're coming off a bye week and extra preparation. But I don't know, man. There's something. I think because the Forty ers picked those extra people up for their uh, on offense. I think because their defensive front is so good. Ah, man, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a bigger test for Kyle Allen than it is Jimmy G. That's what – that was my divider. 
All right, so that is uh, what week is this? This is that was episode. Eight? Yeah, that's week eight. This is episode eleven. Next week right. we got a a special episode. Spooky season is upon us. Our episode will come out on Halloween, right? So we're going to do a kind of a spooktober themed episode. We're also, I think, next week, Lucas. We might be doing a little bit of a. It's our midweek. It's our, our season. Our yeah, our mid season. We're gonna we're gonna see where we projected in the first the beginning of the year and kind of refocus now that we've had eight games to watch and make yeah, our we predictions. Might, uh, we might cancel some bets. Hey, those Cardinals won. Uh, been winning some games, Mister Lucas. How are you feeling over there? Did they win? They won this week against the Giants. Yeah, they're I mean, three three and one. And like like their quarterback threw for like a hundred yards. Although like, Kenny still uh, Kenny Stills has been hurt, so I don't think he's getting to five hundred anymore. <laughs> So we might cancel out on that one. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's some stuff that needs to be there's well, some stuff that needs to be canceled out. Yeah, we'll look at the bets again and uh, and see where we're at. See if we want to improve upon them or double down or what what have you. Yeah, but it yeah, should be like, a good episode like, next week. Yeah, we're we're gonna reevaluate some bets next week because I'm just saying like the Titans making the Super Bowl, I, the quarterback got changed. Okay, cut me some slack. <laughs> right. What what would you would you would you uh, I can cut you some slack to the AFC Championship game. All right, cut me some slack to that, and then the Redskins making the playoff. Let me just say, they, they'll get three wins. Yeah. Look, what if I match the Cardinals get four wins with the Redskins get four wins, and we'll match those? <laughs> we'll look at it, and we'll reevaluate. So we're going to do some stuff because, I mean, I mean, so far, I do know one pick of mine, that the Packers winning the uh, NFC North is looking really good right now. That's not a bet, though. Your bet was that Packers have a top-five defense. Which they don't. Right, but I also did say that they were going to win, and I believe you said Chicago. I don't think I did. Pick we'll Chicago. consult the notes. You probably picked Minnesota. It's, one of, it's going to be. It's going to be one of those two teams. Yeah, Guys, I got the Vikings up there. The Vikings are doing really good. They are. Any final comments, Special Lucas? Yeah, I don't know why we ramble at the end of this like this. Like we ramble a lot. I think I also just hit my mic. Y'all are probably hearing some good buzzing noises. All right, fantastic for everyone. That's what we like. Anyways, we appreciate comments, Mister Casey. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep leaving us comments. I, also, I like likes. your hat, by the way. Did you did you like his hat? Yeah, I we like sent it. we sent him we sent Lucas a Snapchat video over the weekend. Yeah. And the, he was the talking won, but... and the yeah, the Titans won. He was laughing at the Titans. <laughs> and I was like I was like, Why did you say that? He's like, What do you mean? I was like, You know the Titans won, right? He's like, Oh. Shocking. Right. Like <laughs> Shocking. Shocker. Exactly. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the uh, Go For Two podcast. This was episode number 11. You can find us where all podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. We also upload to YouTube every single week, so be sure to catch us on there if you want to catch the video version. We usually make a couple you know, smart remark faces at each other every once in a while, and Lucas likes to do stuff with his hands, so do I. So it's, it's a good time. Go check us out on YouTube. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Be sure to subscribe. We'll read it out for you guys on the next episode. Spooky season next week, guys. It's exciting. Thanks so much for listening. Love you, bye.